0: Um, We've we've just, I mean, this is our third week in our new facility and God is filling it up and we're excited about that. And we've even had people like, when are we going to, you know, are you going to do two services again? And the the answer is yes, but we're not going to do it yet. We're going to do that when we consistently have 80% or more that are here. And then we'll go back to the two service and, and do that. And then, you know, we'll just keep going as God does it. And it's just going to be amazing. That first service in September, Pastor Tim Cassie will be with us. Pastor Gary's son. Uh, and he's assistant pastor of Faith Life Church in New Albany, Johnstown. He's already confirmed that he's going to be there. So, uh, or be here. And he's excited. I brought him in in the beginning when we looked at the facility. And Pastor kind of listened to Tim and listened to me. And I sent Pastor, uh, that's our headship, Pastor Gary, and, uh, and, and he told Tim, he said, tell him to buy that thing and put a bow on it. And so, you know, we, we just got this as quick as we could, and God has been so good, and we're excited about what's happening. A lot more things yet still to do. We really haven't done much to the kids' side yet, but once we kind of finish and get some more things done here, we'll turn our attention over to the, uh, the other side. But God is just doing amazing things. We've been talking about getting connected we talked last week, we're talking today. It's our, our second message in this two-week series. I can't wait to talk to you next week. I'm really excited about next week because we're going to talk about miracles. How many like miracles? Now, now let, me just, let me just explain. When it comes to miracles, I want to live, you know, everybody would, oh, I need a miracle. And we all could say we need a miracle, but we don't want to live where we have to have something miraculous happen every day. Wouldn't you like to just be walking in a place where it's just like God has just helped and, and it's just stuff is happening, but it's not like, oh, dear God, I need a miracle. Because if you live where you need a miracle all the time, that's crisis. That's survival. That's just like, oh, dear Jesus, I need something. But I, I, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about miracles of deliverance. We're going to talk about provision. We're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about those things. And we're going to how, how do those things happen and how we can believe and how God can help those things happen. And we can walk in some of those things. You know what the message is called the whole series? When pigs fly. It's going to be fun, but we're going to express some things and find out some things, answer some questions, and be able to go, you know what, I can do something with that and know that God, my Bible says God is the same, come on, yesterday, today, and forever. And because he's the same, if you did it before, he'll do it again. And I can believe him for that. And so how do we do that? How do we act in our faith to get those things to begin to happen as part of our lifestyle? We're going to talk about that starting next week. Don't miss that series. Today we're talking about Connected. This is week two, and I'm titling this one, I Made It. Ever just did something and you're like, I made it! You know, I just got through it, I did it, or I finished it. Some of the kids that just got through high school, I made it! You get out in the real world and you go, I wish I was still back in school. Some of the parents are like, as soon as your kids get out of kindergarten or they get to school, you're like, yes, I made it. Or when the kids leave home, I made it. I'm still alive. Kim and I are like, what's your name again? Okay. It's been It's been an amazing ride. We all can say I made it at one time or another. There's a made it in each person. Everybody listening to me, whether you're listening to me online and, in, and hopefully in just a few weeks, we're going to be live streaming as well. And I'm, But still, we, you know, we want to make it. We want to get to where God wants us to be. We want to have, I want to enjoy my life. Dear Jesus, I, I don't want to be miserable. Who wants to, you know, follow me as I follow Christ? I don't want to follow some people the way they follow Christ. If that's how Christ is, I don't want that. I want something that's good. Do you hear my voice? That sounds weird. I don't want that. Uh. All right, that was just me. Uh-huh. We all have goals to reach. We all have stuff that we want. Now, when we were kids, when I was, you know, we we took vacations. My sister and I and my folks, we went to Michigan. uh, And it's Indian River, Michigan. You can still go there. The cabins are still there, and I can hook you up. The guy that runs the place now is a pastor, and he's awesome. But, I mean, and and as far as cabins go, they're fairly, they're good price compared to what a lot of cabins are. But they're, they're simple. They're just pine, knotty pine cabins. They do have indoor plumbing. We've been to some places that did not have indoor plumbing. That ain't no fun, because <laughs> then you don't want to make that. But anyway, it's, it's been really good. I mean, so we grew up there, but there's a, there was a process to get to. When you go on vacation, is there not a process? The getting ready, the putting everything together, the road trip. Putting all the kids in the cars. Time to go. And they're as excited as you, but how many knows children express their excitement different? They contain it or don't contain it, depending on the case. When we went on vacation, it was my dad driving, my mom's the shotgun. My mom was classic because she would she would be, she was a good mom, always is, always was, always still is. She's over there. Wave hi to mom. Hi, mom. She would bring snacks. I mean, if we went, remember when everybody went to drive-in movies? There's not very many of them around him. Where we go to drive-in movies, I remember we'd be going, Mom, for a couple hours beforehand, would be at the stove in the favorite popcorn popper pan, popping popcorn, putting it in a bin, big brown bag. And by the time we got to the drive-in, you know, where you put the speaker on the window, we were all in our PJs. All the kids were in their PJs. And when you got up to the service counter where you got refreshments, all the kids are there in their PJs. That was one of the places you're like, sweet, I'm in my horsey pajamas and I'm feeling okay. But the bag had grease spots on it, you know, and all that stuff. But on vacation on road trip, mom sat shotgun, she'd bring snacks, stuff like that to just try to keep us quiet. My grandma went with us many times, sit in the middle, and my sister on one side and me on the other, and we'd just be squished in the car in the back, and we'd be traveling about eight or nine hours to go to Michigan in a car. Together. Close. There's all kinds of things that can go on there, but there's something that we always ask. It's universal to every kid in kingdom that they know they ask the same question. I'm going to talk about it in just a second. I'll explain that in a moment. But what do you do in the meantime before you get to where you're supposed to be and you're on your way to getting there, but you want to make it? You want to be connected, you you, you don't want to live life just frazzled, you don't want to live it like just separated, but you want to make the connection. What do we do while we're waiting? Let's look at Mark chapter 4, 35 through 41, then we're going to go to Mark 5, 1, and then Mark 6, 45 through 53. Those are right in the book of Mark there, they're all kind of in the same storyline. So here we go. And evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon, as a, soon a fierce storm came up, and high waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind, said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Now I want to stop real quick, just a, just a little side note. Remember we talked about spirit and natural? Okay. Everything in the natural is held by the spiritual. In other words, we have a body, soul, and spirit. If my spirit was to leave, this body would just fall to the ground. Isn't it interesting in this text that Jesus speaks to the wind? Can you see the wind? You cannot see the wind because spiritual is unseen. But he speaks to the wind. You can see the effects. But he speaks to it. Then he he talks to the, the waves. Just a side note. Anyway, uh, this is, and then he asked him, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man, they ask each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Mark 5, 1. So, they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. I don't know if I said that right, but it's close enough. I want you to underline the word so in your Bible. Now, your Bible might say then depending on the version you have. But I want you just to underline that first word. Mark 6, 45 and 53. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat, head across the lake to Bethsaida. While he sent the people home, after telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. He saw them. They were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they say, Patrick Swayze! That's not what they say. When they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once and said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. Then he climbed into the boat, and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. After, underline after. Uh, It might say when in your Bible after they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret and they brought the boat to shore. Jesus is pretty cool. I mean, just think he's walking on the water and he says. Be of good cheer or it's I. I can think of a lot of things I could respond. (laughs) It'd probably be like, why? You know, because it's a storm and, and, you know, we're in trouble and, and the boat is getting full of water. Have you seen the weather? But Jesus isn't bothered by those things because he's connected. So I want us to talk about getting connected. Let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you that you're going to connect the dots today for us. We're going to figure this thing out and we're going to be better for it in Jesus name. Amen. Well, back to the question I talked about just a couple minutes ago, if you've taken road trips and you've had kids This question has not even skipped a generation with our kids because they'd ask the same question. My kids would ask, my grandkids will ask. I have one grandchild, more coming. Mal is back in kids' church so she can't hear me but her husband is here. But I won't mention that to him. My kids would ask this question. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Have we made it? How much longer? Those questions would just ring and they would say, my dad would say stuff like this. Is the car still moving? (laughs) Do you see Vacationville here? I mean, you know, those kind of things. (laughs) When that happens, we'll be there. So, Brett, what's your point? Even when I was a child and I would say, are we there yet? How many know I knew we weren't there yet? Because I'm still in the car and grandma is still beside me. So, you know, I know we're not there. But what I'm saying in i in, I'm saying something else by the question. There's something else I'm meaning. There's something else I'm, I'm pulling out, but... You know, I don't want to say too much because it might make Pop mad. Because I've already asked him 58 times. Are we there yet? How long till we get there? I gotta go. Sometimes we didn't really have to go. We just wanted to get out of the car from Graham. She's wonderful. But man, when you're squished like that. And then mom. My mom could sleep anywhere. You could put her on a bed of nails... And we could be driving somewhere and, and she'd be like, Mom, hey, hey, Mom, do you have those chips? Hey, Mom. But anyway, we knew we weren't there. And what we're saying is this. Dad, I've done everything I know how to do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself entertained. I'm back. My sister's mad at me because I'm trying to sleep. So when I wake up, dear God, I'll be there. That's why I slept. I tried to sleep. And she'd get mad. You always just go to sleep. Well, of course I went to sleep, because who wants to sit there and just like that for eight hours? About four hours, he'd let us go to the bathroom. Maybe it wasn't as bad as that, but as a kid, it seems like that. But I'm saying, Dad, I've, I've played Slugbug. We've tried that. We've played the alphabet game. We've done everything. You know, we, Back in the day, if you'd ever see a train, my mom would say, Okay, guess the color of the caboose. We do everything just to pass the time. We're saying something else. Dear dad, when would we get there? Because my world, I'm trying to connect with where he's taking me. Does that make sense? As a kid, I don't understand everything. I couldn't tell him how to get there. He's followed a map on how to get there. He knows how to get there. I'm trusting him to get me there. So that I can make it. So that I can get connected to vacation. Now my kids, as they grew up, it's a different generation, but the same question. Dad, are we there yet? And that was back in the day. We've done everything we know how to do. You know, my Zach, Zach could be beating on his sister and his brother Doing everything, just playing the drums. I've played my Sony Walkman. I don't have any more things. I've listened to Amy Grant seven thousand times, and Wayne Watson, and Carmen. Dad, are we there? Your kids would have it different. We took our kids to Disney World, and some cars now have stuff where you can you can play your PlayStation games in there. And my kids were complaining, "We're bored." Come back to my world, sit with grandma, drinking your root beer, putting Gumpies in your pop and squished in the... No, you got bored. You got games. You got. We went to Disney World one time and we put a TV, plugged it into our van in the lighter and they had VHSs. How many remember those? <coughs> we watched and Kim and I couldn't see it. It was in between us. We could hear it. They watched every Disney movie known to kid them on the way to, you know, like 21 hours to get to, to see Mickey. And by the time, you know, her and I, they watched Dick Van Dyke, they watched Three Stooges, every Disney movie we could think of, you know, Old Yeller, we saw him get killed seven times. You know, just crazy. Veggie Tales, how many remember that? Have you ever asked God the question, God, when do we make it? When do I connect all the stuff we've talked about, the stuff I pray for? When does the connection happen? God, are we there? The point is this. We know we're not there or we'd be there. Think about it for just a second. We know we haven't made it yet because we're still on this side trying to make it. But your there and my there, my making it and your making it, are two different. They can be different things. Our destinations may be different. Our goals may be different. Maybe the destination is the same, but the way we get there may be different. You know, my technique, your technique, some, you know, or this, some would do that, but the result could be the same. But yet, it's the time frame of how to do something. We can have the same mission, but be different in arrival. One of the reasons we're here today is because we're all on a journey. We're all figuring out how to how to make it. You know, there's, there's if I could go back, how many would do something different that you did and you wish, like, I wish I could go back and redo that? Okay, so we're on this and we're figuring life out. We live in an information generation. You can Google almost anything. And now you can ask Siri... Half the time I ask Siri something, she'll say I'm not permitted to tell you that, and I'll say Siri you're stupid, and she'll say I'm sorry you feel that way. And now they have different ones. I don't know what their names are. There's, what are they? Alexa, Alexa, change the room temperature to 68. I just you know, what what we have all this information at our fingertips. That we could just find out all, you know, you have any kind of infection or cold or anything. you Google that and, it, you know, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Proverbs thirteen twelve says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you've done everything you know how to do. When you've done everything that my folks know how to do. When I'm a kid and I'm just having to trust them. How am I going to make it? I'm going to have to just trust to make that connection. Something maybe a little bit bigger than me. When do I get to the other side? When do I make it? You know, I'd love to be able to tell each one of you. You're going to make it and this is the amount of time. You know, I could play the Star Trek theme song. Ooh. This is the Starship Enterprise. It's a five-year mission. So you could go, oh, five years. Or, if you don't like Star Trek, we could go Gilligan. How long was their tour? A three-hour tour. Okay. What I'm saying, I'd love to be able to tell you that, but I can't tell you when you're going to make it. I don't have all of those answers for you. But I know that God has a connection with you that can help you. Remember I told you to underline the word so and after. In both scriptures, there's no time reference to when they made it. When they, you know, didn't say all of the, you know, we don't have an exact time frame is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just trying to say if we get closer to the Lord and we work on ourselves, we might be able to affect our make it time. We need God. He's our everything. He supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. If I don't have it yet, I must not need it yet. So I'm going to have to trust him in the things that I'm, that I'm asking for. Or the things that I'm wanting to make. Now there is a process. We have, we have a society that doesn't want to go A, B, C, D, E, F. They don't want to do that. They want to jump protocol and go from A to Z. I don't want to have to do that. You might have to do that. Not me. I'm here to tell you, there's probably in life, as much as we want to admit it, there are no shortcuts to some things. You're just going to have to walk it out. Faith is one of those things, you know, as your faith grows, the time of getting there or making it gets closer. Say amen to that. God is into relationships and not religion. Friendships grow with thoughtfulness and surprises and all of that kind of thing. You know, you keep your marriage alive by, by just helping each other and, and you know, just being fun with each other. And just, you know, doing the things that God wants you to do. And just to honor each each uh, person. Guys, don't try to figure women out. It's not going to work. You heard the guy that found the, the genie lamp and rubbed it. And the genie pops up. Ask anything and I shall grant it. You know, Jeannie, I'm so glad you're here because I want to figure out how women work. I just want to understand their minds and what they're thinking and all of that. I just need to know that. I actually told this joke wrong. I was supposed to tell this other one first. He says he wants a highway from here to Hawaii because he hates to fly. And, and the genie says, that's crazy. You know how much cement that's going to take? That's crazy. Wish for something else. He said, okay. You know, I've been married a few times. I just like to know how women's minds think. And the genie says, do you want two-lane or four-lane on that highway? There. See, there's, there's proof. There's another mistake I've gotten us into. <laughs> what do you do when you want to make it somewhere and you're not there yet? You're on your way, but you're not there yet. You want to be there you're not where you're supposed to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. So we can thank our way and say, God, I'm praising you that I'm on a journey and I'm figuring this thing out. You can't go back. You can't get the past back. You're going to have to go forward. I can tell you this. If you're, if you have a heart that's tender for God, just because you've made mistakes doesn't mean God can't use you in the future. Come on, somebody. Because you are, you are a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. He, he forgets my sin. He chooses to do that. And he helps me walk in a different way. I'm heading somewhere. What do we do in that meantime? What do we do when we haven't made it yet? You know, TLC is not where it used to be. But we're here. And God's got big plans for here. Do we have them all yet? No, we're going to walk that out. But life is recorded in highlights. If you watch the 6 o'clock news or the sports channel, it's going to tell you the biggest parts of the game. Well, we saw the Buckeyes, and the Buckeyes defeated the Wolverines today. you know, and they, they'll tell you the big points. Here's the guy who ran this, and he did this. You know, all the things. Even in the news, they're going to give you the highlights. Big storm coming in today. We saw a tornado go right through. You know, they're going to give you all of that. If you watch movies, the trailers are going to tell you these parts of the movie that's going to get you to go. woo, they're going to show you some great parts so that you'll want to buy a ticket and watch the whole movie. Life is like that. We have mountaintop experiences, and we also have valley experiences. Highs and lows in our lives. But a lot of that stuff isn't getting recorded. When you see people at church, sometimes we just see the highlight reel, don't we? How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. And I'm about to get sick, okay. Okay. You know, I mean, just, just, it's okay to be, we want to be blessed and highly favored, but sometimes you're like, really? And I'm not telling you to, to pronounce bad stuff. What I'm telling you is we have a tendency to just, we want to show just what's great. And there's nothing wrong with showing what's great, but we also want to understand there's got to be some balance. Because if we can't continually always be up, and this is sometimes I'm guilty of this. You know, because I'm up or something, I'm always expecting Kim to be up. If she's not up, I want her to be up where I'm at. Does that make sense? And if she can't get up where I'm at, then I'm like, what's your problem? That doesn't go well. So, what I'm telling you is, life is full of this, mm, this tug of war of on this journey. Balance is needed. We live in this. Society of Google and all that, and now there's wonderful there's Facebook, and that's been around, and now facebook's making changes and to to help guard against some stuff and there's Twitter and what's the other one Instagram all of that stuff those are great social media and everybody and it's there's it's okay social media can be okay, but social media can also be hmm. We have, to, we have to have balance because can I just say there's people that will get on social media and you will you could read five minutes of whatever they posted and you're, you'd be like, I do not want to be on the journey with them because we've got all their dirty laundry and I know where their mole is behind their left ear. I don't need to know that. All of that stuff on that we don't need to know all that stuff because life needs balance. Both stories of the disciples that we read in the scripture. They're not where they used to be, but they're not where they're supposed to be. They haven't made it yet. I mean, Peter is a work in progress from the whole time that Jesus met Peter. Peter drops his net and goes with Jesus. But I mean, just think, Peter, I mean, he's hes boisterous. He's got a mouth. You know anybody has got a mouth? I mean, Peter, he just say what's on his mind. I will take you down. Come on. I mean, Peter, I'll cut his ear off and he'll do it. And if you push him hard enough, he'll cuss a little bit. He's on a journey. Hebrews says, faith and patience bring the promise. Let's look at Jesus. You would think, because life is recorded in highlights, you would think Jesus. If you look at the scripture of Jesus, it tells about Jesus where he was born. It tells about all that. It tells him at 12 he was in the temple teaching, and then it's quiet. what happened during the time of 12 into making it to ministry he started his ministry at 30 he worked with his dad his dad was a carpenter so he had to work in retail you ever work in retail glory to god he was homeschooled <laughs> i thought that'd be funnier than that i mean really cuz it's not like he's going to go where do you go jerusalem high huh? <laughs> You think about think about Paul on on his road to Damascus he meets the Lord a big flash of light and he goes you know and you think all right Paul wrote over half the new testament you think everything must start right there no his his time to get there 3 years had to pass before things happened with him You see there's stuff that we don't understand we want to rebuke the meantime we want to rebuke the made it But what happens if when you're in the made-it time, God's making you? Come on. It's in the time that there's nothing happening. It's in the time that you're in the gutter with just your life. Maybe nobody else knows or the stuff you're struggling with. It's those times that God is molding you. It's those times that you say, God, I need a Savior. I need somebody with some answers bigger than me. I need somebody to help me to get to make it. God, because people can't help me make it. People can encourage you. People can help lift you up. But my friend, without Jesus, you can't make it. Meantime matters to God. Making it matters to God. I'm going to give you two things about making it. In our meantime, or however you want to put it. No fluff. No fluff. You find out what you really believe when the pressure's on. You find out who you really are when you're out by yourself. You find out what you're made of. It's in the times that you're called. It's that iron sharpens iron. It's find out if you really are the person you think. That's where the rubber meets the road. What you believe comes out. You find your weak spots and then you fix them. If we were in a cartoon and the dam was leaking... Better hope there's just a couple. (laughs) But if you find those spots, you fix them. That's what you do in the time of making it. The time you're connecting with God. You're figuring out how to walk this thing out. The way you speak, the way you act. The Bible says life and death is in your mouth. It's easy to say everything's great when everything's great. Man, I get called on this all the time. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying I need help in this. Are you with me? It, and I, I, you know, my wife helps me, and then I help her. But it's like when sometimes, you know, I'm just dealing with certain situations or certain individuals. I have a warranty company. I'm having fun dealing with. I'm having fun, fun. I love them. They're taking care of all of my warranty needs. And I, I, I you know, I'll just spout off. I'll be like, Yeah, I like there, and she'll be like, What? What's that? Because, you see, in that time of making it, that's the time that it's molding you. Are you, are, are you with me? As you start doing stuff, as you start going against the grain of your natural self, it'll get easier. The second time. The third time. Because you're going to start walking this out God's way. Here's number two. You can't make it without him. It's impossible to get to the other side without God. If we don't have God. We never make it. Jesus said this in John. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can have all the money in the world, but if you ain't got Jesus, you ain't making it. I didn't even write it. I'm just telling you what the news says. It's in the Bible. That's a highlight. You've got to have Jesus. There's only one way, and he's the way. The Bible says Jesus watched the guys straining to make it after after he'd watched him a while, he goes out there. The lake is eight miles long that they're on. And they hadn't even gone half. Let me ask you a question this morning. Have you ever felt like giving up? I know I have. You know, I've been I've been trying to get to this place or get to this, you know. And you just feel like, God, what's the use? It just seems like I'm, I'm doing this and doing this over and over again and nothing. And if you don't understand this, how about this? If you've ever tried to lose weight and it seems like everybody around you can eat whatever they want. And you have been good. And you get on the scale and the scale says, one at a time, please. Or you feel like, this, why is this not working? And, but here's the thing. Consistency. You just keep at it. You keep doing the right thing. Help me. You keep doing the right thing. The right thing will happen. You will get breakthrough. It will come to pass. You will see what you need to see. God will get you to the other side. If you've never felt like giving up, if you're saying, Pastor Brett, I've never felt like that. And when I snap my fingers, you're going to wake Because I think we've all experienced that. We think only the ultra ultra spiritual make it. You know, people just, oh, well, you know, you got to be real spiritual. You know what? What you need is just to have a real relationship with God. You're saved by grace. We're not saved by what we do. You know what grace is? Grace is the empowerment. It is the the gift that God gave so that you can, what, what Jesus did so that we could get saved. That's what it is. So how do we make it? What's it look like? I'll give you a quick two thoughts on that and we'll be done. Number one, don't get ahead of God. Stay and grow. Stay connected. We need friends to help us stay in the boat. Sometimes we want to jump ship and and maybe the waters aren't safe and you don't know how to swim too well yet. Stay in the boat. Learn some more. Some people, again, they don't want the process. They just want the end result. But the process is what saves you. The process is what makes you. It's not always bad. It is our attitude determines how high we fly. If you think the process sucks, then it's going to be bad for you. But if you have a good attitude and say, you know what, God, help me walk through this. Help me make it. You might find out the process will teach you something and you might not be there as long. Stay and grow. Only one way. Stay in church. Stay connected. Stay planted. God, I just need you. Help me to grow. Help me to stay connected. Well, it might look cloudy. Brett, I'm not sure. It's kind of, the waters are choppy. Stay in the boat. Stay connected. I, I'm looking back. Egypt, I mean, you know, where I came from might not be so bad. Maybe it wasn't so bad. This is new. This is kind of making me feel uneasy. Stay in the boat. Stay connected. Stay connected i got outside pressure. I need everybody. I don't want the kids at school want me to try this or do that. You you stay in the boat. You stay connected. You don't yield to that pressure. Stay where God puts you. Don't give up. Stay connected. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. What the heck is the right time? Because we have our own watches, don't we? I think this is the right time. We'd all synchronize our watches. We'd all probably shout out different times. You know, there's a clock back here that says 1128. Some of you may, have, mm-mm, mine says 1130. mm mine's 1126. I'll probably go by that one just because I can see it. What is the right time? Here's your answer. Are you ready? The right time is when the time is right. Thank you, Albert Einstein. When it's right, it'll just get connected. Things will just start happening just as you believed and just... As the Lord said, when is when God just help me to stay and make it. Here's our second thought. This is our last one for this morning. What is on the inside of you is bigger than what you're facing on the outside. And I don't know what all of you are facing, but I'm telling you, the Bible says greater is he that's in me. ...than he that's in the world. So whatever I'm facing, whether it's financial, physical, whatever... whatever's in me is bigger than what I'm facing. Now you need to understand this. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead... ...when you accept Christ, Christ comes inside you... ...and that power is in you. So whatever you need, you really... ...he's already provided for it, it's in you. You have to tap into it. You have to make that happen... Say amen to that. This doesn't just happen by osmosis. My kids don't get to heaven because their dad was a preacher. You know how they get to heaven? They have to accept Christ and they have to make it, come on, by their own choice. They have to walk that out. Everybody has a process. And so we need to make sure, God, I just want to be with you. i got to stay with you. I want to be where I'm supposed to be. If I stay with God, I cannot lose. Romans eight twenty eight and I don't have it up here, but it says all things work together for good. Everybody say all. All things. Doesn't say some things. Part of the things. Some of your things. Every one of your things. Every other thing. It says all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So no matter what, in that process, God will make it work out for my good. If I'm doing what he says. Have I made it, God? I've done everything I know how to do. Listen to me, and then I'm finished. What we do in society now is we try to help God. We work. I'm going to just help God a little bit. Abraham tried it. Let me just help God out here a little bit here. God, because you obviously you're not seeing how this is working. I put this at your feet, but I see it's still there. You're not, well, you, It's right there. It's right by your big toe. You see that? It's right there. Oh, and we'll pick it right back up. We'll try to help God. When you work, he rests. When you rest, he works. So here's what we have to understand. We really have to understand that he's in charge. I mean, we're in charge, but he's the ultimate. You understand that? He's God, and we serve him. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. It's already been won. We don't have to fight for it. Jesus already won it. We fight from it. It'll change your whole viewpoint. This is it, and I'm closing. <laughs> My kids, w- when we, we did a lot of family things together, we, we had family time. Friday nights were our family time and movie nights and stuff, and we would, we, mom would do, when I'm saying mom now, I'm meaning Kim. Uh, you know, she'd lay out a blanket and stuff and they'd get their pajamas on and we'd have popcorn or or pizza or whatever we were doing and we'd watch, we'd pick a movie and we'd watch it and we'd have fun and we'd laugh and, you know, I'd tickle them and we, it's just, but before the movie was over, most of the time, they would fall asleep and they'd be laying there, sprawled out all, you know, in their PJs on the blanket and stuff, you know, and in the morning, they woke up In their beds. How'd they get there? Because dad took them there. While they were resting, I took them to the place for them to make it. And that's how it is with God. If you'll just rest in him, let him do the things that he can do, and there's nothing he can't do, he will then carry you to where you need to go. And when you finally, I mean, right now, I look at this facility and it chokes me up because God did this. And if I go back, I'm trying to think of all the things that happened in the process to get here. But my friends, I'm telling you, he carried me. He held me. Even when I didn't understand, even when I said, God, I don't get it. I, you know, when are we going to make it? When, when is this going to happen? And now I look back, and he's just smiling. I want to challenge you today. Stay connected. Stay connected to the Father. He's going to get you where you need to be. And things are going to get better. You cannot go wrong if you stay connected to God. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Heavenly Father, it's so good to know how good you are. The prayer team is up here. And so, Father, they're here to pray for anybody that needs to have agreement for getting connected. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed and we're saying something, you know, Brad, my connection's been kind of weak. I want to strengthen it. Maybe you've never been connected or you've connected strong before. But you need that connection again. You need to reinforce it. It's all good. No judgment here. This is what I'm asking. I won't embarrass you. I'm just saying if that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up. We're going to all say a prayer together. Are you saying, Brad, I want you to pray for me? Yeah. Yes. Anybody else? Yes. 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 Hands are going up all over the auditorium. Stay connected. That's your answer. Man can't even give it to you. God will help you. You see, we're looking for help from the wrong source. Let's all say this prayer together.